we live in a world where something is always brewing, knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Welcome to the seventh episode of Coffee with Corey. Wow. It's exciting. I'm excited. Hold on. I'm going to take a swig of coffee. And if you don't have a cup of coffee, you need to go pour one and um, swig along with me. Mm, yeah, definitely need all that caffeine. We, our family just got back from um, vacation and we had such a great family time, but you know, it was a family vacation. So there wasn't a lot of rest. There was a lot of memories made. There were a lot of things that we did. I could give you a list of things we did, which was super fun. And we're filling our children's little brains with life experience. And that is awesome. However, <laughs> I think Chris, my husband, would also say that we are pretty tired, (laughs) but it was great and we had such a good time, but I'm here sipping on my coffee because I could use a little kick. (laughs) All right. Well, today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about living in the moment. My grandma Zadi, when I was a kid, she had this saying, and actually we kind of made fun of her for this saying because she would say all the time. It's a special occasion. We're alive. That's a special occasion. Or I'm going to order that because it's a special occasion. We'd joke with her and she'd have a list of food she wasn't supposed to eat from her doctor. And she would always manage to be getting those or eating that. And we'd be like, Graham, you're not supposed to eat that. And she goes, well, it's a special occasion. And we'd be like, yeah, every day to you is a special occasion. (laughs) We used to kind of gripe on her about it. However, now that I'm thinking about it, she was really onto something. You know, being alive, being together, and sharing a meal with someone, that is a special occasion. And we need to start putting value on the time we spend and recognize how much of our time is being taken away from us through distractions, through anxiety, worry, memorializing the past, fear of the future. And we don't really recognize that those things are thieves and robbers of our joy of enjoying the present moment. And we need to take time to recognize what is distracting us from enjoying the here and the now. And, you know, for some of us that might be guilt and shame or memorializing the past. And if we shoulda, coulda, woulda, it wouldn't be like this now. And, you know, that's robbing you of your current joy, right? Then some of us are on the other hand where we're worried about the future, you know, we're we're anxious, we're worrying, we're thinking of all the things that could go wrong. And we're thinking about the future in such a way that it's causing fear and anxieties. And what that doing is also robbing you of your current state of peace and enjoying where you are currently on your journey. And so we need to start thinking about where do we spend our time in one of those two camps? And also we need to identify some areas where we are being distracted. For me, I've had to really 
think about where are my time wasters? What are things that I don't need to do, but I end up getting sucked into things that are robbing me of doing what I need to do? So that's something that I've had to do personally is set boundaries on what helping people looks like. I'll be like, hey, these are the times I'm available because I've already allocated certain times during the week that I have a little pockets where I can be of assistance. However, I just don't say like, yeah, call me whenever. No, because some people really will call you whenever. And I can't allow myself to not have any boundaries on that. And so maybe that looks like for you carving out specific pockets of time. Additionally, for me, sometimes I will just scroll on my social media or Amazon. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm shopping, I'm getting things we need. Or hey, you know what, I'm marketing this or I'm marketing that or I'm doing this. But I actually have begun to set app timers on my phone so that I'm only using them for certain time limits during the day to keep me focused on the things that I need to do versus just getting sucked into reading this article and looking at that post and buying this unnecessarily and yada, yada, yada. And so we need to be intentional to allow the technology that we have in front of us Use it to our advantage instead of it using us to its advantage. And we're looking to the next thing, the next thing to distract us, the next thing to keep us busy, the next event to plan, the next party to host, the next holiday. And we're not realizing, but pages of our calendar is just flying by. And the next thing you know, it's like, where is all this time going? Why have I not taken those moments with my children? Why have I not spent quality time with my spouse or my loved ones? Or I've been really meaning to do that, but I still can't find the time. And I'd like to say to you is, you know what, we prioritize the things that are important to us. And when people say like, oh, I don't have time for that. It's like, oh, okay, no, you're really just not prioritizing it. And so we need to realign our priorities to therefore give them time in our week so that we can be intentional about doing the things that matter and becoming the people that we want to be. You have time to scroll for 45 minutes every day on your social media, but you don't have an hour once a week for therapy, or I don't have time to read that book or pray or what have you. But it's like, are you really just coming up with excuses or... Are you just not being intentional about prioritizing those things in your life? And so we, if we say that we value something, we give it time. We give it our energy. We give it our focus. And so I've done a couple things. I love using an actual calendar. In addition to, I will put things in reminders on my phone, but I like to do them in t- both because I find like writing things out helps me remember it. And then also when I plug um, reminders into my phone for events or times, that actually keeps me in rhythm to follow up with the next thing because then I know that, oh, okay, this it's this time to do this. And so so I've kind of set set parameters around how I like my day to go. I also do things that set myself up for success. I intentionally love to have a quiet, chill morning. And I want to pray in the morning and I want to have some quiet time in the morning to focus and and get positioned for the day. And so I do things the night before that ensure I'm going to have an easy morning. I will fill up my 
coffee pot with coffee grinds. I will make sure there is um, a clean cup sitting there ready. I will portion out my protein powder that I'm going to use for my coffee creamer and put that on top of my coffee pot. So everything's like all positioned and ready to go. So in the morning, all I have to do is press the on button. All I have to do is mix my shake. And it's our all the legwork is kind of done. It, all the pieces are positioned so that I can just seamlessly go through my morning and carry on. And so I've started that habit and I've tagged that on to when I clean up for dinner. So the night before when I'm cleaning up for dinner, I'm always going to be cleaning up for dinner. That happens automatically because obviously I made dinner and then therefore I'm cleaning up dinner. So in my mind, I know that part of my dinner cleanup is me getting my coffee pot ready for the next morning. And so it just works chronologically. I've tagged that habit to a habit that I've already currently doing. And so it makes it easier to remember to do the second habit because I'm already doing the first habit. Autonomic habits, I think I've mentioned that book before, is so great and helpful on being intentional about scheduling your time and setting up helpful reminders. They even have a workbook, and I really love that too. And that that will help you be specific about certain goals and things that you are working to accomplish. But it's just something that we need to give thought to about how much of our time is being robbed from us and how much busyness is so unnecessary. Also, when we talk about busyness, sometimes that's self-imposed and sometimes that's other people imposed. Do you find yourself sometimes saying yes to things and then later regretting it? Like, oh, I shouldn't have said yes to that. Like now I have to rearrange my schedule to make this happen because clearly I'm a person of my word. And if I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And so I've committed to this. And now here I am stuck doing this thing that I really should have thought through before I committed. And we need to start thinking about how we could set boundaries with people with certain things. I had to come to a point in my life where I had to start telling people no, that I couldn't do certain things in order to protect the things I needed to do, the things that were my priorities, like my family, like my children. And so you need to figure out what are your priorities? Who's the person that you want to be? Because if you're not positioning yourself to be that, you're never going to be that. You know, you're not going to be a good parent or a good spouse or um, a well person if you don't invest the time. But you can't invest the time if you're constantly saying yes to all these things you wish you don't. And so we need to be intentional about setting boundaries. Be aware about how much time you're willing to give to that space. And it's okay to say no and say, hey, you know what? You don't have to be rude about it. Just say, hey, you know what? I do have this amount of time that I could come and help and be specific. It's so much easier when you've already laid the groundwork and been specific about when and what time slot, then there's no confusion. There's no gray area. There's no, well, eh, well, no, you've already established that, hey, yes, I can come at Tuesday at 12 o'clock and I could stay till 2 p.m., but at 2 p.m. I need to go because I have some other things I need to take care of. So being specific, then there's no there's no room for error when you're more specific. It's better that way. It's hard though, because you'll find when you start saying no to some people, you'll actually find out who your people really are. <laughs> and what's that with Dr. Seuss saying? Those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. And I find that that is a very clear indicator when you start saying no, when you start not 
conforming to what everybody else wants you to do, that's when you find out who's really for you. When people can't manipulate you, when people can't guilt trip you, when people can't make you do things you really have no time and space to do and say no to them, you find out who are your people and who clearly are not your people and have just been using you for their benefit. And so oftentimes, you know, especially for those of us who have grown up in dysfunctional homes where performance is showing your worth, I got to prove myself, I have to do well, I have to meet this expectation and make it everybody happy and be sure that nobody's mad at me. And like going through this dependency and codependency and we enter into all these things. And once we start getting healthy and whole and begin to create clear boundaries, the people that are unhealthy in our lives don't really like that. Why? Because that means that they have no way of manipulating and controlling us anymore. And so people will have outbursts and people will not be happy with you. But at the end of the day, you're going to be happy that you chose the things that were your actual priorities and the person that you want to become. And you're not going to regret prioritizing your priorities over other people's priorities for you. And so that's something really to take into account in tandem with all of this, being satisfied with the now. And understanding that life is a journey, life is not a sprint. And we need to be comfortable with right now. I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. You know, 10% of our life is lived on the mountaintop. The other 90 is either walking up the hill or coming down the hill. And if you're only happy in the 10% happy, celebratory moments of your life, you're missing out on 90% of your life to experience joy and fulfillment and satisfaction. And we need to learn that it's okay to just be doing the daily grind. And it's in those moments that our character is strengthened. It's in those moments when we are finding out who we are because of that stress, because of that circumstance, because of that situation. And it's grooming us to be the person that we are. And so many people resist that, resist change and resist growth because they're constantly looking to the next awesome event happening or they're looking for the next thing to celebrate. Oh, engagement. Oh, marriage. Oh, kids. Oh, promotion. Oh, this. Oh, this title. Oh, that title. How about just be in the moment that you're in right now and enjoy this right now because you are the oldest you have ever been and you are are the youngest you will ever be again. And we need to find contentment in the now. And that I think is the real secret to happiness is when you can be happy and joyful and content in all seasons of life. And that the daily, the one foot after another motion, those are the unseen moments. Those are the moments that we don't get claps for. Those are the moments that make you who you are. And if you haven't forged that character in private, no amount of shine, mountaintop experience, title, label, celebration, life event is going to 
make you that person. It's the things that happen in the quiet, in the stillness. When nobody's looking, it's those things when nobody else is there but you. And to take time to mature, to be made whole, content with where you are on the journey to where you're going is real satisfaction in life and something we need to think about. There's this short story that we read in grammar school and it's always stuck with me. I'm gonna leave you with this as we close on this episode. It begins with a little boy playing in his yard and he's approached by a cloaked man. And the man says to him, would you like to have a happy life? And the boy at seven years old was like, yeah, I would like to have a happy life. And the man pulled from his cloak a ball of yarn and it was glowing. It was something different than the boy had ever seen before. It wasn't your average ball of yarn. And the man said to him, this ball of yarn represents all of your minutes, all of your years, all of the decades of your life. And if you are facing something hard or going through something, maybe you don't want to do chores. Maybe you wish you could drive a car. All you have to do is simply pull a little bit of the yarn from the ball and it acts as a fast forwarder through what you're going through. So the little boy was immediately intrigued at the fact that he'd never have to do chores again. And so he, of course, grabbed the ball and the man said, but know this, once you get to the end of the yarn, there is no more. And he disappeared. So there the little boy stood holding this ball of yarn, eager to try it out. He wanted to know what this felt like. He wanted to know what it would be like to eliminate those hard moments, those stressful moments of his life. And so what do you know? His mom calls from the porch and says, hey, Tommy, it's time to do chores. I need you to take out the trash bud. And immediately the little boy beaming with excitement to try out this new technique pulled a tiny little bit of the string. So all of a sudden he was fast forward to eating dinner, sitting at the table. And he thought to himself, wow, that was nice. I completely don't even remember taking out the trash, but it must've happened because the trash is taken out. And so every time this boy had to encounter something that was uncomfortable or stressful, he would begin to pull the little pieces of the string. He fast forwarded high school and learning, especially those hard, grueling classes. He pulled past when his first girlfriend broke up with him and the pain that he felt. He pulled a little harder when he was eager to drive a car. He met the perfect girl and then pulled past to get to their wedding, completely bypassing growing together and their engagement. But it didn't matter because they were at the wedding. And then he wanted to see what their children would be like. And so he pulled a little harder to which he was holding a screaming baby. And it was in the middle of the night and the baby was crying and, and he pulled the string a little harder because it was really hard to deal with that child. And then the next thing was that child was going off to college and that was really hard for him to deal with. And so he pulled past it and then he lost his wife and he pulled past the grief and the sadness that he felt when she was no longer there. And finally, he got to the end of the tiny string. He was holding about an inch left. 
And the man in the cloak appeared to him again. And he said, was it worth it? And the man replied, I want to go back. I want to go back and experience those tough times. I want to go back and see what it felt like. Because I bypassed each and every hardship, I never learned how to endure. And so that short story has always stuck with me. I can't remember the name or the author, and I may not even have told it right, but that's how I remember it. And it had always has stuck with me when I've wished for things to go by quicker, when I've prayed to get out of situations, when I hoped that something would be over with. I always try to keep the perspective is it's not going to be like this forever. And I should enjoy it now while it lasts. And so I'm giving myself a little pep talk and I'm counting down the days of summer vacation (laughs) and thinking to myself, there's going to be a day when there will be no children running around my home and how much I'm going to miss that. And so I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to enjoy right here, right now, where I'm at. And I hope you do too. And take time to take those deep breaths, those big swigs of coffee and know that you got this. Have a great day.